everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight phase. phase. This is the final Breaking Dawn episode. <laughs> the last one kind of was, but this is like kind of like a bonus final. Our little bonus. Yeah, this final. is the last episode I will ever have talking about Breaking Dawn. I will not be doing <laughs> Once we restart next season, you'll just be like, what is that? What what happened? You know, the, the three-book Twilight Saga. <laughs> <laughs> and the theme of today's episode is... Da, 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 the mail! Fan mail! It's mail time! time. <gasps> Here's the mail, it never fails, it makes me wanna wag, 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 When it comes, I wanna yell... We were not in sync, but we both knew the words. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) we are a Blue's Clues generation. Yeah, let's go. Um, Okay, wait. I have I have an update before we get to the main. Oh, okay. You have an update? Yeah, my update is that the other day I went to the movies and saw the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, which is a scary movie. I haven't movie. even heard of this. Pretty, we've been going to the movies a lot. We got uh, season's passes, so we've been like trying to go as much as possible to the movies, which I'm very much enjoying. The Last Voyage of the Demeter is based on the portion of Dracula that is the captain's log of the ship on which <laughs> Dracula goes travels from Romania to England. I've never read People Dracula. really just do make everything, okay. don't they? <laughs> so I read half of Dracula back in the day. Like, honestly, probably, like, post-Twilight-ish time of my life. Sure. Uh, it was boring as shit. <laughs> I was, it's like, slow. I was really dragging, struggling through it, and I believe I never finished it. Wow, bless. But... I think I read it for you uh, class in college. this wow. whole movie. I did watch this whole movie, <laughs> uh, which is not, again, not the entirety of the book Dracula, just this one portion of where they're on a ship. So we'll Would never you actually finish it? Dracula, but... I don't like scary movies. This wasn't, oh, was like, scary? super scary, but it was it honestly... Was a- wasn't it was like my upper limit of scary movies like i can't handle horror movies at all i have no interest in them but this one was like a little bit less scary because they showed dracula so early on oh yeah you gotta you're afraid of the unknown yeah and he's like so weird looking (laughs) can i tell you guys what i've discovered what i can watch well, I can read horror, no, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I can only watch <laughs> horror if I have no sound. Oh. As soon as there's sound, oh, I can't do it. It's like the Interesting. silence and then the boom and like the. Oh, yeah, you know, like, like the jump scare aspect. The jump scare. The, even like, even like the like psychological scary parts are not scary. Like even like if I just have like subtitles or yeah. honestly if there was a way just to hear the dialogue without any like the background music. Yes. Or the dope, or the noises. Um it's the sound that makes it unbearable. I thought you were gonna say that you just have to read the Wikipedia entry beforehand. Is that was that you oh. who told me that or was that somebody else? I think that's someone else, but that's also a good idea. That might have been me. Because I do, like, if I'm, like, getting scared or if, like, the suspense is stressing me out, I do go online and I just read what happens to kind of take the sting out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I do think this one, this one was a little bit less scary because you kind of know from the beginning basically what's going to happen. Yeah. I am okay-ish with horror. Like, it's not really my thing. I don't seek it out, but, like, I could watch it. But I don't like to watch horror in the movie theater because I want to have some level of control. You know, if I get scared, I want to be able to pause. Like, put the volume down. Yeah, or, like, turn the sound off or whatever. Um, I don't understand why people like being scared. Yeah, I don't really get it either. I get get it to a certain extent. You know, like, the fun amount of scared. It's just what is fun for me. Adam Adam described that part of it is the post... He likes scary movies. Part of it is the post-scary positive feeling. Which does kind of make sense to me. Like, Like, you actually were safe and... Your, like, body is, like, soothing the scary chemicals. But I feel like most scary movies end with, like, a still scary ending. (laughs) endings. I know, it's true. Like, my- I hate horror because when I was in the eighth grade, I watched The Ring, and it fucking traumatized (laughs) me for life. And I have never recovered from that. (laughs) And that movie ruined my life for, like, a solid three years. Wow, that's a long time. (laughs) And it does not have a happy ending. So I don't understand why anyone likes it. (laughs) Yeah, the the trailers for the movies that ran before this movie, I was like, you could not pay me (laughs) enough money to see these movies. Like, like, no way in hell am I watching those movies. So anyways, (laughs) um... If you want some actually scary vampire media, I mean, it I was think. pretty scary. It was like a little gory too, which was hard. Well, I don't okay. like I don't like looking at gory, but again, I knew it was a vampire, so like uh, you know, I understood what was happening. Right, you understand there's some gore that's gonna happen, and also like I understand what the gore is going to be. Right, you know. So there's From some the neck like, region specifically. Yeah, it's gonna be in the neckle region. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking up what dracula looks like in this movie and he is kind of funny yeah he's kind of weird looking he's like he's like a hairless bat yeah kind of you guys we've talked about in this, in this in this show that uh spongebob we've talked about spongebob Nosferatu. and He's like a very weird looking bald vampire thing. I don't know. With the heavy eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's do the mail. Alright. Mail time. Mail. Olivia, were you gonna read them? Oh shit. My good. I know it's normally me, but you were like Oh, I was gonna look at some. Yeah, I was gonna, and then I... <laughs> she said she was gonna, not that she did. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna start... that, I thought maybe she did it. I'm gonna start with our most recent email from our good old pal, Andrea. Hey, Andrea! Andrea. <laughs> Who says, I'm so proud of you ladies and relieved. How much more <laughs> of our dons could we break before calling Caius and demanding <laughs> he put us out of our misery? <laughs> LOL. That's really funny. That was good. You cannot imagine how fabulous and comforting and engaging your voices have been to me throughout this venture. 
Thanks, Andrea. It makes us very happy. Yeah, Andrea, so much love to you. Thank you for writing in. We love your emails. You're so cool. She um, writes out a sort of like, what if, how could this journey be less perfect, but like still a happy ending in the way that we were kind of speculating last right. week. And her idea is that um, she could have played up you know when Renesmee bites uh, Bella right after she's born? She, yeah. like, bites her on the chest. And then Edward is like, hi, newborn baby. Never do that again. And then the newborn baby just never does it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, like, maybe Renesmee could have more trouble with that. And she, like, actually does bite somebody. Maybe she bites Charlie at some point, And it's, like, really mm, bad and, and dramatic and horrible. He's venomous. that. And would create some vampires. Yeah, like, something goes crazy wrong, and then they have to kind of, like, hide that from the Volturi in some way, and there's a kind of, like... my brain went to this, but you were like, maybe they have to, like, put her down. Ah! <laughs> I, like, mean, my head was, like, is, that's where Like a dog that what won't Andrea stop biting just <laughs> Oh, my God. But she's like, you know, maybe at the end they could be like, well, we don't know what we're going to do about her. And it's like, but we have forever to figure it out together. <laughs> and I thought that was, uh, like, a very interesting uh, option. Yeah, let's just yeah. give her a regular baby, you know, as, like, age-wise. And just what what would the shenanigans be? <laughs> and there would be shenanigans. There would be shenanigans. <laughs> Oh, God, Andrea. Thank you. So, yeah, I like that. A um, lot of fun. We also have an email from Parker, who is one of our new patrons. Hey, Parker. Hashtag Thanks. Parker the patron. Thanks for joining. Um, and Parker writes, this feels really trivial as a secondary point, but <laughs> Maya, can you tell us what happened with Survivor? <laughs> I couldn't tell if you didn't mention it because you couldn't slash didn't want to talk about it or if you just forgot. <laughs> oh no, I definitely want, I, I guess it just like didn't occur to me that I hadn't updated Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I updated I... most of the people that I actually know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, I forget where I left you guys off, okay? But we're getting down to the finale of the Survivor, right? The way Survivor works, there are three people at the end. Those people make their argument to the jury. And the jury is comprised of people that they voted off. Uh, and then the jury votes for a winner. Uh, and so you need to get to the final three to have a chance of winning. As we get closer and closer, every fucking body that gets voted out says, well, Maya's gonna win and I can't wait to vote for her. Well, <laughs> Maya's getting to the end and she has my vote. Blah, blah, blah. The kiss of death. Okay? Like, the worst. I was like, if you actually do want to vote for me, keep Don't your mouth it. shut. <laughs> and so I just was completely unsuccessful in managing my threat level because they all thought that I was this mastermind, this puppet master, I mean, you were which I was. You were portraying yourself that way. <laughs> I mean, it's because I was, but I couldn't portray myself that way to them. You know, I did that to you guys, because you guys could know the truth, but to the other players, I had to 
fly okay, but under how the they radar. Think that they, that, how'd they know that you were a mastermind if you were not because even though i wasn't portraying myself as a mastermind other people were portraying me that way uh, that was other people putting that on me partially because you know they just figured it out they figured it uh, out that you're a mastermind yeah partially i think because they're like i was in the dominant alliance right mm-hmm. and so people knew they didn't want to sit next to me at the end and so it's like you're gonna paint me as the mastermind to make me the target which did work um I mean, so that's i the was most out noble way to go out yeah you know no, the most noble way is to win <laughs> <laughs> but i placed six so if i had made three more three more times uh i could have been at the end uh and there was one thing that was said during the like so in the finale, the jury asks questions of the final three, uh, and I didn't really have a question for this guy Carson. I did end up voting for him, but I didn't, like, really have a question for him, so I was just like, I don't know, Carson, is there, like, anything you want to say to me? Uh, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, the first real conversation that you and I had, you told me about this cherry that you had gotten from the farmer's market, and you made this cherry, s- and I... I do remember this chair. I think I talked about it on the podcast. It was luminous. It was. I don't think so I think either. I, maybe it was on a bonus. I feel like I was telling you guys about the cherry. I don't know. But this cherry, it really was unbelievable. It was like it glowed from the inside. I'd never seen a cherry like that in my life. Anyway. Um, and, like, the pit just came out so beautiful, like, so clean. It was unreal. Anyway, he was like, you were describing this cherry to me. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, if she can make me feel this way about a cherry... How could she make me feel about her game? There's no way I can go to the end with her. Yeah. I was like, fuck you, Carson. What a cherry on top. Wow. Yeah. I did vote for him because I was closer to Josh, who ended up winning, uh, but I was most hurt by Josh's betrayal. So I was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not fucking voting for Josh. Um <laughs> So I voted for Carson, but I just felt like, I mean, I don't think I could have, I think there are aspects of my game that I could have improved, but I don't think that I could have avoided that. How could I possibly have anticipated that me being excited about a cherry would be my downfall? Because, <laughs> you know, like I just never Well, now you know for next coming. time. No I will never do this again. Um, <laughs> Lesson learned. I had an interesting experience, but overall, when I got out of the game, I was added to the the like viewing lounge, and mm-hmm. it's searchable, so you can like see what people are saying. And I was like, wow, these people um, are really fucking mean, Ooh. and like what they were saying about me, like wasn't really that bad compared to what they were saying about some other people Mm. but it just like really put a bad taste in my mouth that we come out of this like really tense game that kind of messes with your mind and then of course you're gonna search your name and you're just gonna find people like shit talking you and being like negative and toxic and weird and when i signed up for the game the two hosts were like you know your mental health is the most important thing. We are your biggest allies in this game. We're always going to be looking out for you. And it's like, okay, so we leave and then they immediately put us into this situation that is obviously 
going to have the potential to be damaging to our mental health and they are not only like condoning this behavior in the viewing lounge but also sometimes taking part in it and oh. i really didn't like that and they they also would like join our calls sometimes uh and then like report to the viewing lounge on what was in the call or like screenshot our messages and send those to the viewing lounge That's weird. and obviously on survivor they can do that, but the right. way this was set up, they told us when they were recording things. So, mm -hmm. of course, we had the expectation that if something mm -hmm. is recorded, it can go to the viewing lounge. But right. if it's not, right. it's not going to go to the viewing lounge. Why would we think they'd be screenshotting our messages? So, to see the host, like, screenshotting our messages and then, like, making fun of us in the viewing lounge, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, fuck you guys. I don't want it. They were like, we're so glad. When I got voted out, they sent me this, like, nice message about how much they enjoyed me as a player and all this stuff. They're like, we're so glad that you are part of the Sub Rosa family. And then I, like, learned all this, and I was like, fuck you guys. I do not want to be part of the Sub Rosa survivor family. I, I am in a group chat with my alliance, the Margaritas. We are in touch. Ash just had his beautiful baby girl. She's Aww. a dream. Uh, I got the friends that I, I, you know, kept the friends that I wanted to keep from this game, and the rest of these people can fuck off, so. <laughs> yeah! That's great. Uh, That's bye. the update! Thanks for asking, Parker. <laughs> yeah, thanks for I'm asking. I'm glad that you asked. <laughs> Sorry that the, the update was so long. <laughs> That's fine. It's riveting. Um, alright, up next we have, am I y'all's youngest listener? Oh, you know we love to hear um, actual teens writing it. Yeah. Hi, I have One some questions. We're gonna get one of these. It's like I'm nine and a half. And we're gonna be like, yes, you are. <laughs> I have some questions, but first I will say I am thirteen. So I think I'm thirteen listeners, which I've, is possible. I'm not sure that we've had younger than thirteen. Oh, my niece is turning thirteen. That's wow. wild. Okay. I think we have had 13-year-olds before, but Maybe that 13. was possibly that over was a, a year years ago. ago. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> or four. <laughs> no, people just stay the same age. My name is Liesalot. I wonder how you'll pronounce that since it's a German name. You are I'm correct try it that I... Liesalot. No, Liesalot. Exactly... Oh, I was like, you said it exactly the way Olivia said it. Liesalot. Liesalot. Like Liesel? Yeah, Liesalot. Oh, isn't it Li... Is it Liesel? Lisa Loti. I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, there's no guide to how to say it for real, but that's that's our attempt. I'm Dutch, so since oh, one gosh. of you said you were learning Dutch, I oh, will geez. now not attempt to read this Dutch. <laughs> I will attempt it, but it's gonna be Liesela. I'm gonna let you down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> because in Dutch, there's this kind of like guttural like gh sound uh -huh. that i have not yet figured out how to make yeah uh and so i'm just making h sounds Hui. <laughs> wow uh then there's more but i'm not even gonna attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> can you translate it uh it's like hey how's it going that's great okay. that's cool. great um the and then we have some i don't know <laughs> Then we have some questions. I like the one, do you know the series Ranger's Apprentice? Ooh, yes. No, I don't. I'm going to look that up. I didn't read it, but it was very popular when I was a bookseller. What is it? Um, It's about a guy who shoots bow and arrows. Oh, I've definitely seen it. this first cover before. That's the only thing I really the know. The Ruins of it. Garland. 
Gordon. Yes, I do know of the series. I have not read it. But maybe we should. Yeah, I know. We've got to put it on our list. The international best-selling series with over 5 million copies sold in the U.S. alone. And we're like, oh, don't know anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. Oh, and then... uh, I do! Yeah, Melissa knows. Melissa knows all the books. She was a bookseller. Yeah. Okay, we have um in a similar vein an email from Marissa, who hey, says that that time that we talked about how like what would it be like if there was an actual love triangle between Bella, Edward, and Jacob, like yeah. a like a true triangle. Triangle. Um, slash if Jacob was like actually, cool. actually a good person. Um, reminded Marissa of the Vampire Academy books. Oh, also a series I know but didn't read. Oh, I thought you had read those. No. I thought you also had. No, I what watched I and maybe read some of Vampire Diaries. Oh, I must oh, be thinking of Vampire Diaries. Oh, I was conflating those. Yeah, Vampire Academy and Vampire Diaries are different. Me too. Wow, we're, I, sometimes I feel very you deficient guys. in my, like, other <laughs> vampire media knowledge as the co-host of this podcast. Like, do mm. I know enough? But we don't need to know about other vampire media. You're just gonna know about Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> and we're we're disseminated disseminating the wrecks from our listeners to other listeners. Yeah. yeah we um, won't read them. Marissa says the triangle there is much better, I think, but still iffy. Uh, the age difference of Dimitri and Rose irks me. I don't think it would have in high school, but now that I'm 26, side eye. LOL. Um, so I love Adrian, though it's... he does start off a little Jacoby in retrospect. Is there a love triangle that we think has been done well? I don't think so. Okay, I can't name the characters, but Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare! You are a Shakespeare girly! <laughs> Listeners, we recorded a bonus right before this, and we talked about how none of us are Shakespeare girlies, but it's just like... <laughs> Maya is. I mean, I'm not a Shakespeare girly, but I do have, you know, my preferences. My favorite Shakespeare is Julius Caesar. Um, But Midsummer, yeah, because, okay, (laughs) what I love about Julius Caesar is- A2 Brute! A2 Brute is the way that I feel like a ship tossed upon the waves, you know, when they're making their arguments- like, when they're like, Caesar is the best, I'm like, Caesar is the best. And then when they're like, you know what, I think we need to kill Caesar, I'm like, hand me that knife, we need to kill Caesar. And then when they're like, what have we done? We never should have killed Caesar. I'm like, why would you have killed Caesar? Like, I'm just so convinced it sounds at every like stage. survivor game. <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, that's why I love Julius Caesar the most of the Shakespeare's. Um, however, listeners, I wish that I could take you all back in time with me to a play called The Donkey Show. It <laughs> took place in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, and it was a modernized retelling of Midsummer Night's Dream that happens in an immersive environment. And it's, like, a musical, so, like, the show was happening all around you, and they, like, directed you where to look using, like, lighting cues and Mm. just based on who was speaking and whatever. And it's a disco. So you are dancing and partying as the story of Midsummer Night's Dream is unfolding before you. Like, Puck is on, like, roller skates, and, like, they're pulling you up onto the stage to dance. It was so fun. That sounds wild. (laughs) I went a bunch of times (laughs) in college. Okay, well, 
that's interesting. I'm gonna have to look into that because I, honestly, and I think in modern YA, I'm, there isn't a love triangle that I think is good. Fair. Yeah, none of them are, I mean, nothing's like, I, what do you think would make a good love triangle? True love triangle. Like a true three directional yeah. love Instead triangle. Instead of this whole. I'm not sure that I've ever read one a true girl, three two guys. It's always one girl and two guys. A V. It's actually a love V. Yeah. yeah I do v. think the Katniss, Peeta, Gale thing uh, was fun in the sense that you could make a good argument for both Peeta and Gale. And you um, weren't sure who she was actually going to pick. Yeah, and you, like, weren't sure. And everybody looking back, like, oh, no, I knew exactly who was going to be blah, blah. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You might have, like... <laughs> been confident in who you wanted it to be but you didn't know who it was gonna be none of us knew i I think the one time that i was like really incorrect about a love triangle was the hunger games you were interesting like i really thought it was gonna be gail i think because he was the hometown boy and like usually it's like the first hometown boy you know yeah, yeah usually that's it yeah anyway thanks for writing in yeah great email loved it while Olivia searches for the next email to read, uh, you know, listeners, thank you so much for writing in and for being kind and telling us your theories and recommending books to us and just, you know, saying things like, like we've made you laugh or you enjoy like, you know, like being in our company in this podcasty way because it really... It's hard for me to, like, convey exactly how it feels, but it's real nice. It's real it's nice. nice to know that, like, this thing that we love doing, hanging out and cracking jokes and talking about Twilight, yeah. brings that value our, to your our lives. friendship resonates outside yeah. of the three of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's really Yeah, fun. like, I, maybe we would have kept doing this if we had no audience, but, like, I don't know. I, it really, I think actually keeps us going that people are still listening and writing in and reacting and i think that we would have kept talking about twilight i don't think we would have kept up with the podcast without it on oh yeah we're gonna be talking about twilight for the rest of our lives (laughs) (laughs) okay we have uh, an email from chris the subject line is salt your food Hello, I have listened to every episode in less than two months, which is deeply wild to me. That's a a full-time job. I'm a, well, I am a florist and my coworker, the Madeline from our list of names, got me hooked on the lead up to Mother's Day. Um, (laughs) i.e. florist's purgatory. Nothing (laughs) like some nostalgic teen angst to distract from the floral purge. Amazing. Okay, on to my theory. I am not a biologist. There's multiple anecdotal accounts of carnivorous animals becoming quote-unquote manhunters after consuming human flesh, i.e. the Jungle Book, and I've had first-hand experience with bears getting addicted to human food. Mm. Maybe it's not that humans are somehow just magically better tasting to vampires, but it's that the Cullens just need to start seasoning their food? (laughs) Bear meat tastes different depending on the bear's food source. Also, Randall Monroe of XKCD, great blog if you don't know it, answered the question, could you get drunk from drinking a drunk person's blood? And the answer is yes, though probably not enough that you'd have to hand over your keys. The Cullens should leave out a salt lick, maybe try a marinade. But I guess if it tasted good, how would they suffer? 
great point. They must, they must suffer, suffer so that they can be noble yeah. and better than everyone Better than else. everyone else. Wow. Brilliant. Great What's point. What's so great interesting point. to me about the, like, animals don't taste as good as humans thing is, like, Edward describes Bella as, like, being the most delicious smelling thing ever, and she smells like flowers. And she's floral. Like, that's not... Wow. Like, yummy, you know? know. You describe... They describe, like, the smell of pizza, which is, like, what, tomatoes and, like, basil? Cheese. Yeah, like, that that smells awful, but flowers are yummy. Yeah, Girl, when they're, like, luck. running through wildflowers, why aren't they, like, oh my god, I'm so thirsty all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> why aren't they trying to, like, lick a dandelion? <laughs> I mean, this also brings up, like, humans probably taste different, depending on what the human eats. I feel like yeah. we've maybe talked about we that. Talked about I think that. we have, yeah. yeah. My theory was that a person who eats junk food probably tastes Would taste grosser. Good. Yeah. But, like, this worse for you i, I think know. they maybe yeah maybe. i think we're like fattier saltier Fat sugarier good. that's true exactly. we do make animals less healthy in order to eat them yes we like we fatten like it them feels up. it feels incorrect that like something that has like a healthy like something right. healthy should so taste healthy. better but actually right. that's probably not true but like actually if, the fattier it is the better yeah, if you're, like, a marathoner, I would think you'd, like, taste kind of gamey, you know? <laughs> kind of sinewy. But I don't know, maybe blood could be different than, like, we're eating fat. That's true. Right, they're they're drinking the, the blood. So yeah, it could, the blood is probably different like, than the meat. You might need, like, the more nutrients you're getting, the better your blood tastes or fair. something, you That's know? Fair. This conversation does make me feel grateful to be a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, also, Chris signs off by saying, I was so excited to hear y'all talk about foraging on a recent episode. Oh. And if you ever make it out to New Brunswick, Canada, I'll show you the best place to find chanterelles. Okay! Chris, I can't wait. I can't wait. I would love to forage with you, Chris. I'm looking at this email, and is, is it okay if I read another line from yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. Go Just because I think this is so funny. Uh, so Chris attached some photos of her beautiful, gorgeous, adorable dogs and said... My older pup, Cricket, short for Jiminy Cricket, is such an Edward. Such a gentleman, but a little bit of a creep. <laughs> Which just really made a me laugh, so thank you for that, creep. A little bit of a creep. Oh my god, I read on this, is so funny. Wiley is played by Jennifer Coolidge, and is just absolutely delighted with life, and to be here, she's kind of a slut, and her favorite thing in the world is the couch. What? Calling your dog kind of a slut <laughs> is so fucking fun. <laughs> Chris, I love you. <laughs> Look at this beautiful dog. Chris, Aww. write in if we can post these to our Instagram. And tell yeah, us what we'll your Instagram whole, is so we whole... can. Look at that leg. I know. We'll do a whole dog post. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, here's one from Danica. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Danica's podcast here. Subject oh. line: I have my own podcast. <laughs> hey guys, I'm back with exciting news. I started a podcast, and it's ninety percent because of you guys. You guys are my favorite podcast. Thank you, and I'd love to get a shout out from y'all. Well, you sent this May twenty eighth, 
<laughs> so I hope y'all are still hey. going. The podcast is called Bad Romance Reviews. Ooh. Thank you so much, Danica. Fun. I can't wait to listen. Ooh. Bad romance reviews, like romance books. I think so. Holler. That's how I took it. We just, and what was our last episode where we read the back of that absolutely <laughs> bonkers romance book? Danica, please do that book. Yeah, what was it called? It right the, uh, yeah, we talked about it on our bonus episode. It was called... Oh, was it on a bonus? It the, was like the vampire demon oh, yeah. war, angel. War fangs? The yes. angel war fangs? Damn, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I could find episode. it in my history. Our last bonus episode, we talked about, like, what we're reading lately. And also that romance book, which we're not uh, reading. Yeah, we're not <laughs> reading. It sounded wild. <laughs> oh, I like this one. Okay. Um, Twilight Playlist. This is very old, by the way, but uh, thank you for this email. This is from Olivia. Hey, although it's signed... Hmm, it's signed C. How mysterious. Oh, hi, C. Um, I've been listening for a while, and I really love the pod. I'm your token 15-year-old. Um, wow. amazing. Teenagers! I have to say, the third part of Breaking Dawn is kind of a dud. I read all the books in seventh grade, and I remember thinking the first two parts were pretty mid, but the third part just seemed pointless. Thank you for calling them mid. <laughs> mid! Wow! Yeah, you're so right. They are mid. so hip! It was mid. really boring, and I honestly don't remember half the things that happened. Now for why I emailed you. What artists slash bands would the main characters have listened to on their iPods in 2005, and who would they be listening to now in, two th- in 2022? I feel like we kind of talked this about this. I think we... Did we talk about it on a bonus? I don't know. Because I we've feel... had the a similar question from somebody else. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Alice would be listening to Britney Spears in 2005. And also, um, I believe some, like, she Hillary would... Duff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think we said... I think whenever this came up last, we also said Hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we did already answer this email, and I just don't Also, remember. Alice would be listening to, like, Atomic Kitten, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um... Right, because we said, like, canonically, Edward is listening to Linkin Park. Yes. yes. Listening to <laughs> Linkin Park. I feel like Esme is listening to, like, the music of... The beautiful instrumental music of her youth. She's not keeping Maybe. up with music trends, but she likes playing instrumental music around the home. Okay, yeah, but it, like, except for that one time when she heard Enya on the radio. Oh, yeah. And now she, <laughs> she loves Enya. Enya. <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle, I don't think, is listening to music. <laughs> he None. might be a silence kind of guy. <laughs> silence kind of yeah. guy. I like maybe he's listening to like wind chimes <laughs> and like bird calls. White noise. Okay, that's what he's listening. Be... He's listening in twenty twenty two. He's listening to lo fi beats. Lo fi beats. Ten hours of lo fi beats. <laughs> I think Rosalie so... has got to do like some Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, oh sure. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, honestly, and, oh my god, she Edward... loves vampire. <laughs> yeah. Although that's 2023. You're right, you're right. <laughs> All right, just some, you know, technical difficulties to round out our season. What, how else could we, how else yeah, could we go out with, back? Here with we are, a, we're back. With a sizzle, we gotta go out with a bang. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you guys might be thinking, well, oh, okay, this isn't what you guys are thinking, but to you guys, there's like 
I think I'm seeing a seaplane. A seaplane? Yeah, it looks like, like a plane with, like, seaplane like landings on the bottom? Yeah, like, flying really low. What is that Animal Crossing joke that the one character always makes about seaplanes? I can't help you out with this. I don't know off the top of Wait, my head. I am going to look this up. It is very relevant <laughs> to my life and, therefore, the podcaster listeners. If you um, gave me a multiple choice question, I'd be able to pick out the correct one, but I, I couldn't, couldn't recall it. Anyway, listeners, you probably thought we were going to read more emails, but guess what? The technical difficulties ate up all our time, and I have a hard stop because I have a doctor's appointment. So that's our that's our mailbag. Thanks for writing in. We really do appreciate it. Even if we didn't get to read your email, we do read them, and uh, we love thank you for sending them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that we did semi promise the listeners best sentence, worst sentence of the novel. Listeners, I forgot that. But so did I. <laughs> so I'm going to say the best sentence was at the very end when it said, the end. The end. Does it actually say the end? <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> I'm going to go worst sentence, whatever Jacob's first sentence of POV is. Remember that Jacob had a whole POV oh, section of POV? Oh, like, did you remember? You know, I it almost forgot. It feels like we've read three different books. <laughs> it is three different books. Because one of them's a whole different POV in the middle. He was so bratty. <laughs> no, my, and then he really he really disappears at the end, which yeah, I think is weird. It's weird because he had a whole yeah, last POV character, and then it's just like, yeah, that's over now. My well first sentence is when Edward calls him son. Yeah, oh. well, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's, that's pretty bad. Worst sentence. I like felt that one in my body just now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no best sentence. I want to go away with the whole book. Just toss it out. We don't need it. Bye. Bye. I don't don't think I have a best either. If I'm doing, like, a genuine reflection on the pros and cons, the cons are obvious. The pros, I do like, you know, like, a decent amount of the first few chapters leading up to the pregnancy. Like. They're a little boring. A decent amount is a bit favorable i don't think a decent amount of those chapters <laughs> of a small portion of this book i still think that's too nice <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair <laughs> but it's like before renesme enters the picture there is some like fun character stuff the wedding is sweet uh it's really funny how bella's so obsessed with fucking like <laughs> like that stuff is fun the book could have been more of that but that's not what we got uh, I'm trying to think if like when she wakes up as a vampire is good. I feel like it was, but <laughs> I'm I trying don't... to think if it's good. <laughs> what stands out the most in my memory was her just being like, "I could see every single little dust mote." You're right. I, could I just hear got the there. cars a thousand miles away. <laughs> they oh, were speaking yeah. quietly, but of course I could hear. I have special hearing. I'm a very Also, also the eighth color that she had no name for. The and I wrote eighth color. I wrote, damn, this really gets dropped, which is true because I already <laughs> forgot it. Completely forgot. Yeah. What eighth color? Incredible. Yeah, like what else is the color? Vampire it must be like ultraviolet. Color. You know? Or like, well, it's probably one of the ones that we know about but can't see. Like ultraviolet oh. or infrared. Is infrared a that. color? Infrared is a spectrum of light that we cannot see. 
Yeah, but is it a, is it a color? color? I think or so. if we could see the infrared spectrum, would it be multiple colors within that spectrum? I do not know. I'll have to ask know. Adam and get back to you. Um, speaking of science. speaking of corrections, I think that we need to say on the pod that the information about Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn getting back together was fake news. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, I yeah. like we. I said that as a very much, I saw a rumor, but, like, it's going to be true. I do well, not just think so you know, we, it's not. we stated that it was a true fact. Well, just, I just want to make sure. I knew that it wasn't true when we discussed it, but <laughs> I sure, was already. Okay. Okay. But I felt embarrassed about how deep down the rabbit hole I had gone, <laughs> and so I didn't want to come off too knowledgeable I don't want to be but too I had already seen that debunked I don't want people to know that I'm right all the time and I know <laughs> things that they don't know is it that I'm right all the time or is it that I spent 12 hours on TikTok and read it reading about reading Taylor, about Taylor Swift. Swift a lady I don't know I mean I love that for you, you supported me possibly perpetuating the rumor that taylor right. and joe alwyn are together. you let you let fake yeah, news i did you let fake news i was complicit rule. listen <laughs> stephanie rule. stephanie <laughs> meyer is a person that we don't know and we've made hundreds of hours of content of <laughs> oh yeah we just announced this on our bonus episode but also for uh the main pod fam we just passed a hundred thousand listens on what? all of our all-time episodes which is so poetic as melissa put it that yes. we passed that number on our final episode our of final breaking dawn breaking dawn episode like, like the end wow. of the season that's amazing go for the us end. thanks for being here for yeah. so much of our journey truly some of you have been here the whole time yeah yeah Bless. wild <laughs> that's truly bananas because like after the very first episode i remember looking at our numbers and being like wait who are these people yeah we were like 20 people like 20? we don't we don't what? know all of them who are they we were like okay so we were like counting like all right this person probably listened <laughs> olivia's parents listened yeah, yeah. and we were like <laughs> that's more yes. people that's yeah there must be some people we don't know so and thanks we for, have you more know, since then it's bonkers. searching twilight in spotify yeah. and finding us we uh, want to assume that's how most of you found us Renaissance. thank you to stephanie meyer for deciding to write to write midnight new, sun and publish yeah. a whole new book in the middle yeah. of our podcast i know that was dope <laughs> that was dope <laughs> All right, unfortunately, my hard stop is in two minutes, uh, FYI. So, Sorry yeah. to rush you out of here, listeners. <laughs> hard stop forever. See ya. Not Bye. actually. We'll, we're going to take a hiatus, as discussed, and then we'll yeah, be we back at it. Have we actually decided how long that is? No, but we'll be back sometime <laughs> we'll be back. this fall. Sometime this fall with we're Twilight. Twilight. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I guess bye. We gotta do the credits. Yeah, that's uh, that's us. Uh, email us with questions, comments, Breaking Dawn thoughts, etc. No, no more Breaking Dawn. Oh thoughts. yeah, Melissa's done. Um, yeah, email us with pictures of your pets. Yeah. yeah, we love that. We love that shit. At twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day you two will be featured on this podcast, and also maybe not. Uh, if you'd like to support us. Uh, check out patreon.com slash twilight phase podcast that will be continuing during our hiatus you can join the ranks of our patrons melina karen ed laura andrea Limi, chance king's gamut mariam 
Melissa, Rachel, Sabine, Hannah, Madeline, Elizabeth, and Parker. Wow. You can follow us at Twilight underscore Phase on Twitter and Insta. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Oh. Audio editing by Olivia Valcarce. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore. Woo! We'll be back later this fall. And if you don't like it, you can fight. Stop listening, I guess. Love you. Yeah, bye. Just stop listening. Bye. Don't. Come back. Come back. If they don't like it, they can stop listening. <laughs>